0: Hey, I'm Mike Stout.
1: And I'm Heidi Rue, and we're owners of Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com. And we're also full-time voice talent ourselves. Um, We exist, or the studio exists, to give you the resources to create the career that you want, the voiceover career that you want. And so this podcast is one of those resources. We wanted you to have a place that you could go where you could come for free via resources and information. So if you like this, another option would be to subscribe to our email newsletter because we send out this juicy VO tip every single Monday. And we really want it to be super helpful to you in your career. That's something that you don't even have to pay for um, because we're here to support you.
0: That's why it's super juicy. Yeah. So today's episode is, is really fun. And we got this idea from Laura Doman, who has come through the studio. She's been a student at the Atlanta voiceover studio. So we're calling this the beginner to pro. And it's following Laura's journey herself from just being a student all the way to being a booker. And she thought that it would be a really neat idea to hear other people's stories.
1: Yeah. So we actually asked a bunch of awesome VO talent that we know that have come through the studio to share their own story with you, because I think that maybe what you'll find is that you can hopefully relate to some of their own their journeys. So I sent them a bunch of questions and then they recorded their answers. And so that's what we're going to hear today. So here is who you will hear from today. Let me let them introduce themselves to you. First up is Kanisha Johnson. Hi,
2: (laughs) I'm Kenesha Johnson. I've been doing voiceover for almost two years. And the first job I booked was a animated e-learning guide for Georgia State.
0: Next up is Steve
3: McConnell. My name is Steve McConnell. I've been doing voiceover for about two years. And the first job that I had was a spot for a financial services company in Atlanta that played
1: on the radio. Lauren Buglioli.
4: Hi, I'm Lauren Buoyoli. I did my first voiceover job when I was 15 years old, so about 87 years ago. And I recorded an audiobook for the BBC as my first job, but I've been pursuing a career in voiceover for the last two years.
0: Mike Christensen.
5: Hi, I'm Mike the Voice Monkey, and I've been doing voiceover for... uh, carry the one, divide by pi, about eight years off and on. And the first job I ever booked... Which was seven to eight months after I started training, by the way, uh, was a character voice for a hair salon in California where I had to imitate a deep sea diver who had the, the big metal uh, bell helmet on. And all I did was I just put my hand over my mouth and I said, just a little off the side. It's funny how you can remember those things.
6: Erica J. Hi, I'm Erica J. I've been doing voiceover for four years, and the first job I booked was some athletic thing. I don't even remember if it went to air. It was on a P2P.
0: Laura Doman herself.
7: Hi, I'm Laura Doman. I've been doing voiceover for three years, and the first job I booked was for an e-learning company doing some characters. I'm also an on-camera actress, so that's how they found me. I've done work for them since, and it's been a pretty good relationship. Gabrielle Bendelus. My
8: name is Gabrielle Bendloss, and I have been doing voiceover now for a couple of years. The first job that I ever booked was for a refrigerator company, believe it or not. And my little disclaimer is I'm recording this voiceover (laughs) from my car because I just moved and the recording setup that I thought would work did not. And so in the land of voiceover, you always make it work. So here I am in my makeshift soundproof car recording this for you.
1: Okay, so the first question that I asked them was what attracted you or uh, made you want to pursue voiceover in the first place? So
2: what made me want to learn voiceover is that it's always been something that I was curious about. It's always been something that I loved. And when I moved to Atlanta, I decided to really dive more into the entertainment industry. That led me to both acting and voiceover and I had looked up a couple of things online, but then when I decided to come to Elena VoiceOver Studio for their beginning workshop, I um, just felt like it was time. (laughs) It was time for me to kind of follow that path that I had always wanted, so I did that, and I have not looked back since. Um, I started off in music
6: and I was singer songwriter doing my own thing, putting my music on iTunes and music videos and all that. But I was also in a corporate band Um, and uh, I was away a lot on the weekends, still working my full time job as a project manager for the government. And um, I had my kids were young at the time, so um, I was really working almost seven days a week sometimes um and I was away from home every weekend and they really started talking about how much they were missing me I had a friend that mentioned voiceover that they had done one and I was like you know well what's that and started learning more about it looking at some studios I was in Richmond Virginia at the time and um just wanted to find a way to make money to supplement and uh fund my music career that wouldn't take me away from home so much. So I started learning and uh, got on a couple P2Ps. And now here we are four years later. I've really gotten a lot of resources in the industry and uh, now have representation. So it's been quite a journey.
5: Well, growing up as a kid in the 80s and 90s, being on the radio was probably the coolest job you could have next to a cowboy astronaut pirate. So Got me an internship at WYAY, uh, Eagle 106.7, here in town. Uh, worked there from 2001 through 2006, six seven, somewhere around there. Uh, mainly behind the scenes, but I did get a little on-air experience. Very little. You know, it certainly it lights a fire in you. It wasn't a job. It was something that you really enjoy. Um, after I left the radio station, worked... A day job for a while and when the day job got too much and i knew I, I just wasn't happy and everything in my it was affecting everything in my life i ended up reaching out to uh deborah richards um, who was uh, at kicks at the time and worked with her and uh, she was doing voiceover demos and a voiceover coach and as a voiceover artist in her own right voiceover is something i'd always had a, a talent for people always oh you, yeah you got a nice voice and uh, started training with her worked on my first demo And uh, went in from there. It's something I've got a natural talent for.
8: People constantly said, I love your voice. You should do voiceover. And I feel like you have people tell you that long enough that you say,
4: maybe I should look into doing it. (laughs) So I did. What made me want to learn about voiceover is that nobody ever talked about it. When I was in training, when I was studying theater, when I was studying TV and film, uh, which is very sad. If you run a program, uh, you should talk about side hustles and – other careers in this industry, I do believe, and I had an audition for Cracker Barrel that I was really hoping to book, and I promised myself that I would go ahead and sign up for training in Atlanta VoiceOver Studio regardless of the outcome of that booking because I was so excited about the experience. I wanted to make sure I really studied the craft and surrounded myself with people like Mike and Heidi who know... All there is to know and are wonderful human beings. So um, that was what made me really get serious about studying.
7: I had always been curious about voiceover. Even in high school, I was the kid reading the morning announcements on the PA system, trying unsuccessfully to get everybody's attention during homeroom. I had heard about voiceover over the years, but I had no idea how to get into it. Furthermore, I was told it was a very small, specialized field and pretty much dominated by a few major players. I also had a full-time corporate job that required me to travel most of the time. So when a friend told me she was doing voiceover and where to go to get trained, Atlanta VoiceOver Studio, I immediately signed up, and I've never looked back since.
3: I enjoyed listening to radio dramas and comedies growing up, people like Fred Allen and Burns and Allen, Abbott and Costello, and a lot of the greats of radio comedy. And it really has always intrigued me, to use my voice to create sounds, create voices, to be entertaining to people. So I looked into getting into voiceover several years ago and took some classes from a man who was at the time a promo voice for one of the radio stations here in town. But I got sidetracked doing other things like theater, musical theater, music, having a family. And then a friend of mine who's a voice talent here in Atlanta encouraged me several years ago to look at getting back into it. So. I started doing some coaching and taking some classes from the Atlanta voiceover studio.
0: Maybe you can relate to one of their reasons, but there's still a lot about VO that remains a mystery. And Heidi and I, it never fails that someone will always say, I never knew that about VO or that it was totally different than what I thought. We get that on the regular. Mm -hmm. So the second question, what was something that surprised you about VO or maybe a, a myth that you realized wasn't true?
7: The most pleasant surprise about being in VoiceOver is that, unlike on camera acting, where you pretty much need an agent to get some really good opportunities, in VoiceOver, you can make your own business. You can make your own opportunities, and the sky's the limit. In fact, I spent a good part of this pandemic just upping all my materials and finding new leads, which are now starting to pay off. One thing that surprised me about VoiceOver
6: was like, it's not just talking, it's not just reading, it's actually acting. Um, it's not just, uh, I'm a voiceover talent. You are a voice actor. So that was something that I definitely didn't know at the start.
5: I think a couple of things surprised me about voiceover. It's a lot more work than you think it is. Uh, it's a lot of classes. You never stop learning. I'm always learning something new. Another thing that kind of surprised me was that how nice everybody is. The vast majority of people I've met in this business are crazy nice. People from the bottom, people just starting out to major, major talent are just the nicest people in the world. And that's probably the biggest thing. It's just the community is so great.
2: One thing that surprised me about voiceover is that getting into it, I thought that it was a lot about having a good sounding voice. And with a broadcasting degree, I also just felt like it would be a really easy transition to doing voiceover, but it's definitely more about connecting to the copy and being able to you know analyze the text, give a natural read and learn the different nuances of your voice and all of that and you know you're 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 selling something, connecting and just making it um you know, you really are an actor. And so I think that part of it was surprising to me. Um, so that's why I think training is just so important because jumping into this, I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. And now I'm like, OK, <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a lot more that goes to it. So, yeah.
8: I'd say the first thing that surprised me about voiceover is how anyone can do it if you learn the craft, that everyone's voice is something that we need to hear and Regardless of how you think you sound, people want to hear how you sound.
3: Something that surprised me about voiceover that I didn't think about as much before was that you're really starting a business. I had no idea about the real business aspect of voiceover until I started learning more about it. Things like marketing and finances and all the parts that go into really running a business. I thought it was just really more about voicing things all the time not realizing that there's so much that goes into it from a business standpoint.
4: A myth that was busted for me very quickly was the misconception that I needed to have it all figured out before beginning. So what's amazing about Atlanta VoiceOver Studio is you can coach privately, you can take class, you can come in for auditions and get coaching, and you can learn as you step into the industry, and they help you – Make sure you are professional and educated and ready for jobs. But that little bit of excitement of, oh, do I know what I'm doing here is golden because it, you have a community where you can seek out answers that you don't have. So that idea that you have to wait until you've mastered a craft to put yourself out there is, is a myth. busted.
1: You know, I am so glad that Lauren said that because, of course, yes, you do have to train, but you can't truly learn without the aspect of self-discovery. And so that just takes you actually doing the work and making those mistakes and learning and being able to apply the things that you learn. And in order to do those things without a coach or instructor, I mean, it's just you got to start doing it. All right. So... This is something that you may have felt in your own VO career because I think that a lot of people have fears even if they are just starting out or if they've been doing it for a little bit. And so I wanted to know what is their biggest fear and how did they overcome it in voiceover?
8: My biggest fear was that I wasn't going to be good enough, that I was going to pop into a recording booth and (laughs) – People were going to start laughing and say, are you serious? (laughs) Which sounds so crazy to me now, but my biggest fear was that I wasn't going to be good enough. Someone would call me a sham and tell me to quit before I got started. I overcame that fear by signing up for my first voiceover class at Atlanta VoiceOver Studio, and in that first class, we had to get into the booth, which in my mind, I thought it was going to be like maybe halfway through the sessions, but nope, first class in the booth, and what happened was I was surrounded by the soundproof walls, and it just became me and a mic, and I walked out, and people clapped, and that made me feel really, really good, just knowing that other people wanted to hear my voice and that maybe what I was making up in my head wasn't exactly what everybody else thought.
3: One of my biggest fears, probably my biggest fear as I was working through the starting phases of voiceover was why would anybody want to hire me? Is my voice really good enough? I didn't really know if my voice was good enough. I guess everybody has that level of self doubt and I certainly did. What got me through that how I really overcame that, and I haven't really overcome it completely, I don't know if you ever do, were my teachers, my coaches, and other people in the voiceover business that were so encouraging. And that's what I found, that the people in the voiceover business are some of the most encouraging people because I think they're all dealing with the same thing.
6: One of my biggest fears at the beginning um, I don't know that I knew enough to have a fear, but really it was just that I didn't know what I was doing, that I was investing all this money and time and energy. Um, you know, I had a, still have the full-time job, so I would be up until one or two in the morning doing auditions and then get up at seven to get ready for work and get my kids ready. And I didn't want all that to be for, for nothing. Um, overcoming that fear was really just about Meeting more people, finding my tribe, finding the voiceover community and professionals, and learning so that my auditions would be more efficient, so that my technology and my space was in a place where the auditions were actually getting listened to um, and not pushed back just because of the technical quality. Um, so really just finding more information and learning and taking that, that time and the money to invest uh, in, um, in honing
4: this craft. Okay. One of my biggest fears at the beginning when I started booking jobs was that I wasn't getting them what they needed because if you're doing a session, you don't necessarily pick up on excitement or the client's not necessarily elated about your performance. If you're selling dish soap, right? So recognizing and trusting that they're not going to move on if they're not happy, that's your gold star. If they're moving on, you, you, they've got what they need and just trust that. You're not going to get a round of applause. And I think as an actress and a voiceover artist, I always have to remind myself a client's got so many things that they're focused on. They're not there to praise you. So just trusting in your talent and your skill that you're there to do the job and you don't need a gold star. I think I was always worried like am I doing a good job and trust that if they move on you are and if they don't get what they need, it's not that you're doing a bad job, they're just trying to align their vision with yours. I think that fear of not being enough or making a client or director happy, overcoming that it comes with practice. So showing up and trying to be of service with who you are and your attitude and your professionalism and your talent, yes, but just remembering that it's it's okay. This isn't serious. Like, yes, we love this and we want to do a great job, but we're good, you know? Like, take a breath. Have fun. Let them record your voice. We good.
5: Well, probably my biggest fear is... Probably everybody's biggest fear is failure. Uh, you're going to read for somebody and they're going to come back and go, you suck. You're terrible. What are you doing? You should not be in this business. But, you know, there is the, uh, the imposter syndrome is, is certainly strong. You keep waiting for that one person to go, uh, what, are you, what are you doing here? You're not, uh, you know, you're waiting to get found out. I overcame, well, I don't know if I really overcome that fear. It's one of those things that you're always struggling with. Um, Having people who are uh, further along in their careers than you are kind of reaffirm you. They listen to what you do and they go, you sound great. Your home studio sounds great. Your reads sound good. It really affirms you and you go, yeah, okay, maybe I am on the right path.
2: My biggest fear at the beginning was uh, booking. (laughs) being able to feel like uh, I was good enough to do this thing. um, I think that I really kind of overcame that fear, just having positive reinforcements from my coaches and um, peers that are like, no, you're doing all the right things. Like, you know, you'll start to book when it's supposed to happen. And for me, I, I think I overcame kind of that fear by just being Like in the entertainment industry in general, sometimes you try to do an audition how you think they will want it. And I think I started really just interpreting the copy the way that I saw it and just giving my take on it. And so I feel like once I allowed myself that freedom is when I really started to book. So I would say that is definitely probably the biggest fear. And then the technology and equipment part of it, which I'm slowly... Learning. I'll get there.
7: (laughs) One of my biggest fears was that something was going to happen totally out of my control during a client directed session, making me look unprofessional and unqualified to be doing the job. And I overcame that fear because it really happened. Not just once, but twice. The first time was right before this big client directed session overseas, where they had people driving in from all over for this recording session and my internet went out, maybe 30 minutes ahead of time. I scrambled to find another recording studio to go to. I offered to record and edit it later as many times as they liked. I asked if they could even reschedule. I was so embarrassed. Fortunately, the internet did come back in about 20 minutes later, so all was good. But man, I sweated bullets. A second time, again, a client-directed session, my neighbor several doors down decided to cut down a big tree. Now, I have a pretty good insulated home studio. It's partially underground with a low noise floor. But how the heck was I going to keep out that heavy-duty sawing? Fortunately, a little prayer goes a long way. The patron saint of voice actors must have been watching because the guys decided to go on an early lunch break, and the session went on unimpeded.
0: Totally with you on that, Laura. As a VO talent, we have to juggle a ton of stuff, and home studio engineer is one of them. But the one good thing about that is that we've never lost a job without it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes our fears play up even more than what actually is there. So you don't necessarily have to worry about it so much.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Uh, Next question. Biggest lesson you've learned?
8: The biggest lesson I have learned in my voiceover journey. Roll with the punches, baby. I have gotten bunches of auditions, submitted them, Closed my computer only to see bunches of auditions roll back in two seconds later, or like now when I move and I think that my voiceover setup is going to work and it doesn't, and so I'm recording to you from my car. (laughs) Just roll with the punches and know that anything can happen in the world of voiceover, which is also what makes it pretty magical. You can create whatever you want all behind a
2: mic. The biggest lesson I've learned so far in voiceover is all of the stuff that comes with being an entrepreneur. Because when you start this journey, you don't realize like all the other things that come into growing your business. So you plan your own, your own day, you know, you plan when you're reaching out to people, when you're emailing or when you're going to do auditions, and then you got to fit, you know, any bookings in and then, it's so much about being organized and having your invoices and finances and being able to train and still grow and all that. Like the marketing part of it, the sales part of it, you know, making a website and you really are starting your own business. And so just learning all of those different assets and growing in the different areas has probably been the best lesson for me. And yeah.
6: The biggest lesson that I have learned so far in my VO journey, I would say not undervaluing the um, value, for lack of a better term, um, of community. I did this really in a vacuum for the first three years. Um, in my closet by myself and just using P2Ps, a little bit of Google, but not really meeting other people that are doing this, not, you know, attending workshops. Um, now, Zoom has really opened up the world to being able to learn from all types of people that are doing this. And uh, that has been completely invaluable and completely changed my career. I am happier. I'm more successful. Um and it's just fun. You make friends along the way, and that has been uh, a huge, a huge lesson,
3: probably the biggest lesson that I've learned so far in my voiceover journey is don't give up. I've probably started and stopped voiceover probably about a hundred times. You can get really discouraged learning something new. And you can run up against roadblocks at many different stages and and places in your career journey. And I've really learned to have to dig deep down inside and say, Why am I doing this? Am I doing this for somebody else? Am I doing this for me? And I have to realize that I have to stick this out. I've got to do it for me. And I'm going to live with the frustrations. I have to overcome them. So really, it's built a little bit more of a sense of resilience and determination in me to try to overcome some of those obstacles.
7: The biggest lesson I've had so far in VO is that my voice is not what I always thought it was. My previous career was in corporate America. So I thought my voice was all business, authoritative and informative, and no. I was told by coaches and clients later on that it's actually kind of quirky, more bright and dynamic than I thought, and who knew? Clearly not me. I was clueless. The biggest
4: lesson I've learned so far in my voiceover journey would be that you just have to trust the process, study, surround yourself with community, be grateful to be pursuing something that you love, don't take yourself too seriously, and just have faith that things work out the way they're supposed to. I think sometimes when we want something too much, it can feel very serious and very heavy. And just reminding ourselves like what a cool thing that we get to do and what an amazing thing that Mike and Heidi and their team care enough about artists to share their ridiculous amount of knowledge like there's never a day that i take for granted the fact that those humans at Atlanta Voiceover Studio are always they they have a, a mission on their wall like to elevate to serve and and they they live by that you know i As someone who was new to the industry, I'd done voiceover jobs here and there, but they did nothing but welcome me in and take me under their wing and encourage me and support me. And we need people in the world and in an industry like that. So I think the biggest thing I've learned is, you know, you just have to enjoy that and appreciate it and look back and say, wow, like when I really commit to studying and training Good things happen and opportunities present themselves, and you just have to be grateful for that.
5: Probably the biggest lesson I've learned that even though the majority of the time I am alone in this booth, I am not alone in this business. There are always people out there to help you. I've met so many other talent online, and if you have a question, you reach out to them, they reach out to you, you share information. There's enough work for everybody, and to be able to share information really helps you out in the long run. That's probably the biggest lesson I've learned so far is that we are not alone in this business.
1: I love the way that Mike put it. He said, I may be alone in the booth, but I'm not alone in the business. Hmm. And you're not. And that is totally one of the reasons why Mike and I are so passionate about Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and about ProVoiceOverTraining.com is because We want to provide this really encouraging and supportive, helpful community that you can feel like you're encouraged and empowered by. Yeah. Okay. So if you are just starting out on your VO journey, I ask them, what is one thing that you would tell somebody that is just starting out on their voiceover journey? Maybe that they wish that they kind of had known, you know,
4: and were able to navigate through. One thing I'd tell someone that's just getting started is please, please, please don't ever feel you need a job. When we start to think that we need to book the job and our worth gets aligned with achievement and success, that's a slippery slope. We can love this and we can go after it and we can want to grow and book, but also you have to remind yourself that it doesn't matter because if it matters too much to you that ends up being a tricky tricky way of being so have fun bring joy to other people remind yourself that this is fun when it starts to feel serious and if an audition feels like a another thing on your to-do list check that and say oh my gosh I get to go record this voiceover right now that's something that you worked and you you know presumably grinded and prayed for so don't Let those moments pass you by, uh, that every audition is a win and every opportunity is something to be celebrated and obsessively thank Mike and Heidi and everyone in Atlanta voiceover studio because they are golden humans. And if you don't obsessively thank them, I'm coming for you.
8: The one thing I would tell somebody that was starting on their voiceover journey is just start. Um, You're going to be way better than you think you're going to be and you just have to get your foot in the door first. I mean, physically, like whatever door you need to go in, either to tape an audition or to go in your own door, to record it at your own house or to go into a studio and learn the craft. Just start. You're going to be so much better than you could ever, ever, ever give yourself credit for. You've got this.
3: One thing that I would tell somebody else just starting out is understand that from the get-go. If you're really going to do this, You're starting a business. So learn as much as you can about running a business, marketing, finances, creativity, bookkeeping, all these different aspects of running a business and learning as much as you can about the voiceover business.
2: So the one thing that I would tell someone who is just getting started is to definitely explore the different areas of voiceover. I think a lot of times people just think about animation or commercial, but there's so much more out there like IVR and promo and just a lot of different things that I'm really just starting to explore myself. And so I just would tell someone else who's in a similar situation or at the beginning stages as well to really look into that. And also just to have fun because you just got to keep going. It's really. I think it can be really difficult and really challenging just because you don't get feedback on your auditions and you don't know if you're doing this thing right. Um, But I think that if you keep going, eventually it will work out. And so I'm telling myself that as a beginner. And I hope that anyone else who is starting on this journey will also do that because I think it's such a blessing to be able to use your voice in this way. And I want to be able to use that gift as much as I can. And so um, I've loved the journey so far and it's just beginning.
5: What's the one thing you'd tell somebody else that's just getting started? Well, of course, I'd tell them to take the intro to voiceover class at Atlanta voiceover studio. I mean, come on, that's, that's a given. <laughs> in all seriousness, you need to get coaching. Nobody comes out of the gate perfect in this. You need coaching. Uh, you need somebody else to do your demo. And you need to be ready before your demo is done. You can't just say, wake up one day and say, I'm a voiceover talent and bing, here's my demo. I go back and listen to my demo, and it, my first one, and it's horrible. It makes, it makes me, yeah, gives me PTSD. But now things are going pretty well. So just uh, take it easy, all right? Get some training and uh, enjoy the business. It's wonderful.
7: The main thing I would tell somebody who's just getting started is to be professional and invest in yourself. Do it right the first time. And that goes for your training, your demo production, your coaching, your home studio, your business, everything. Approach it properly and most importantly, never underestimate what you're providing. Don't feel like you have to accept super low rates that aren't worth your time. You're a professional. Value yourself and others will too. One thing I'd
6: tell someone else that's just getting started, um, beyond finding community, beyond um, investing in in workshops and training and that this is acting, uh, is that really your space is the number one thing. You can buy all the $1,000 mics and the great interfaces and all the technology. Um, You can even take all the training and get on P2Ps and get representation. But if your space is not properly acoustically treated, um, your auditions, no matter how talented you are, they won't be able to listen. Uh, They won't be able to get past those first few seconds. I heard someone say that really, uh, you know, video, we're much more forgiving for bad video, but bad audio, no one wants to tolerate. So just making sure that you really invest the time and the energy and the training and you know, getting some experts along the way to help you get your space in a good place. You don't have to get a really expensive booth. That's great. But I'm talking to you right now from a closet with a bunch of foam and acoustic blankets and it looks terrible, but it sounds great. So um, I would definitely invest in that. And uh, best of luck to you. Stay strong along the way. This is a tough journey. It's a long journey. Um, But you can do it. Just stay steadfast. Erica J signing off and wishing you the best. Stay safe.
0: Erica, love your sign off.
1: Yeah. Ryan's secrets ain't got nothing on you, girl. <laughs> that's for sure.
0: I feel like we've got a little co-hosting thing going on here that's like we're almost a radio show. <laughs> it's kind of weird.
1: Sorry, the dream. Over to you, Heidi. I did always want to do a radio show, actually, with you. That when we been were cool. on radio. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh. Man, how cool would that be if we could do a morning show? Yeah.
0: And then you quit radio and they canned me. So, yes. That wasn't going to happen. And then we
1: started a business instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Back to what Erica said about your space being so important. It is true. And now more than ever, your home studio is so important. So many jobs are done from your home studio. So that, that space is so important. And we've tried Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and provoiceovertraining.com to provide you with the resources that you can create a really great space at home. So we have a home studio setup to video tutorial done by Gopal Swami that takes you through like beginner, advanced, and then intermediate setups and really kind of breaks down things for you. And then we also have equipment recommendations, and that also is broken up for like a smaller budget, a more medium budget, and then, you know, if you have a larger budget. And then we also have Adobe Audition and Audacity virtual training classes led by James Younger, which is just awesome. James is actually if you're watching this, he's behind the camera. <laughs> and so he does kind of a little bit of everything. Um, and then we also have Dan Fishman who was an engineer for years and years and years, and he's a voice talent. And so he can help you by doing a virtual, um, consultation. You can show him like what your space is and he can give you tips on how to improve the space, how to use what you have. Maybe if there's other things that you need to do to improve on that. Um, it's just a great, great resource. So we added all the, Links in the show notes for all of those uh, resources if you need help. And our hope is that whether you start your VO journey with Atlanta VoiceOver Studio or someone else, that at least this podcast is a place that you feel encouraged. And I hope that hearing from other talent that may be in your same shoes um, was inspiring to you because every journey is different.
0: And remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint.